You're listening to Spin It, a spin on digital marketing. We are spinning the discussion about everything web, graphics, digital marketing, and much more. And we're here to help get your business's online presence back on track. Join the team as we spin it. Hello, everybody, and thanks for joining us on this week's podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Mackenzie Swanky, and I'm here with my co-host, Caleb Westall. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to episode four. Is it episode four? It is episode four. Wow. exciting. I know. Crazy. Uh, I'm excited about this episode. I know we had a lot of opinions when we were talking about planning this episode as far as like this is going to... This is one of those ones that I feel like a lot of people don't understand all the necessary steps. Yeah, it's a so, lot. So, uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about creating a brand, um, and we got a lot of good topics to talk about. So, um, just the importance of having a brand, having unity, cohesiveness, all of that. I don't want to get, I don't want to spoil it. So, stay tuned. We'll 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 be talking about that today. Um, but before we get to that, I just have to say. I don't know if you're a football fan out there, but if you were like me, you had a great weekend watching some incredible football games. Did you watch any football games this weekend? No. I know you didn't last time. I didn't, but the Chiefs lost. Yeah. So I'm kind of sad. That's okay. I'm, I'm rooting for the Bengals. I told my dad on uh, Sunday night after the game, I was like, I have never rooted so hard for a team in the playoffs that I've never had a connection to. <laughs> I've never, ever liked the Bengals. You should probably do that more often. <laughs> I've never liked the Bengals in any way, ever, until they drafted Joe Burrow, and I like him. I like watching him. I think he's really good. And then the core they're building, it's that young core, and they're the underdog team. Like, nobody expected them to even make the playoffs this year now they're in the Super Bowl, so I'm cheering hard for them, because my team's terrible, so I can't. Yeah, I, I mean, that happens. I mean, yeah. my uh, college football teams kind of sucks, not going to lie, but. Who's your college I mean, team? The Huskers. Oh, I'm sorry for your soul. Yeah, I need to pray for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh god. It's okay. At least you got women's basketball. Uh, volleyball is where I'm focused on. That's what I say. When, oh. When anybody oh. asks, like, why I'm a Husker fan, I'm like, I was volleyball thinking team. Huskies, UConn. No, no, you're talking Nebraska Corn Huskers. Yes. Yeah, they're just bad. Yeah. But yeah. their volleyball team is top notch. Yeah. They are. <laughs> Sorry. No, Not that I watch I know volleyball. a lot of people, like, they're like, oh, you're judging, like, they judge a college football or a college team based off of their football team, like a college in general by their football team. Or men's basketball. That's typically the two things people yeah. judge it off of. I'm sorry, but you know their volleyball team is amazing, and I watch their volleyball team. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like I'm a North Carolina Tar Heels fan, and our football team is mediocre. But our basketball team, like this year, we're kind of not great. We're not bad, but normally we're really good. So it's like North Carolina is a basketball school. Mm-hmm. Nebraska is a women's volleyball school. I mean, That's what I'm gonna. They used to be. Fo- they re- used to be really good, and now they're just they they need some help. 
Yeah, one of the Pray for them. <laughs> one of the guys I played against in high school on the basketball team, his cousin plays for the Cornhuskers. Mm. Yeah, yeah, my cousin actually he wrestled for the Huskers. Okay, for a little bit. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, I watched for this weekend too because I I it was a uh, Friday night. And I was just uh, Lily was babysitting and everyone else was at doing something, like they had left to go somewhere. So I was like, eh, wonder what's on the TV. So I flipped it on. There was wrestling. It was the first time I've ever watched college wrestling. I was like, I'm watching. I'm like, why would like I understand it's a really big thing, but that just looks horrible. Like, I just I'm. I'll be honest. I'm not a big wrestling fan. I, I think it'd be fun I to watch, I'd, but I would never want to do I it. I guess it's maybe a lot of it's because I just don't understand fully what exactly is going on. Also, I'd like to make a little statement. If you hear any wrestling, it's my dog. Um, he's apparently feeling very uh, anxious. Yeah, like so. He was. It was either this wrestling or. Um, hearing him whine outside of the, <laughs> the room so i apologize but yeah yeah so yeah I, I the wrestling thing to me it's like it's so big around here especially shout out to the hometown dodgers the hometown dodgers are always really good uh like they, their wrestling is always super good but i would not enjoy doing that i don't know it seems more like you put yourself into too much pain yeah kind of oh, like yeah. boxing like what let's just get knocked out for fun yeah, yeah. that sounds fun um, but, uh, if that's your thing. You go for it. Yeah. And, uh, props to the guys who are good at it. Cause I know I would not be. Uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Rams Bengals. We're going to put this out on live. It's not live, but for the <laughs> public, who you got? Who's going to win? I'm really, I'm going to be honest. I just don't care <laughs> now that the Chiefs are gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I think the Rams will win, but I really hope the Bengals will win. I really want to see the... Because also, I mean, Burrow, he's his second year. Well, he missed over half of last season with a torn ACL-MCL injury, mm-hmm. which those are harder to come back from. And not only has he come back from it, he's come back really well, really good, and in a short amount of time. So I think it'd be cool to see him do good. I just hope the game's close more than anything, honestly. Yeah. Because blowouts are boring. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Got to make the game exciting. Yeah. So, um, what else is new? Anything? Uh, my dog turned two yesterday. Oh, happy birthday, Jax. Yeah. Leave it in the comments. <laughs> happy birthday, Jax. <laughs> Hashtag happy birthday, Jax. Yes. Oh, gosh. So, I, you know, went all full dog mom and extra spoiled him. I saw your, uh, your post on Instagram. Yeah, we had a full day yesterday of just all about Jax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. Trying to think. Coco's birthday is coming up too. I think it's next week. Hey, you got to bring in cupcakes like I did for everybody. <laughs> was that you? Yeah. You know what I thought that was from huh. when I walked in yesterday? I thought that was from Abby's baby shower. No. Yeah, no, those are from me. Because then they even had um, little dog balloon animals on the top, <laughs> which I thought was funny. So that's why I got them. Yeah, I walked in the kitchen here at Spin yesterday and there's like cookies and cupcakes on the counter. And I'm like, oh, that must be leftover from Abby's baby shower on Sunday. Yeah, no. Nope. Me. That's funny. <laughs> I did not know that. I told you I'm that level of dog mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll have to go get take him to Starbucks and get him a pup cup or something. Oh, yeah, I did that Actually, yesterday. probably Dunkin' because they have a drive-thru. But Scooters. They also Coco do that. loves pup cups. Yeah. Lily spoils them. Oh, yeah. I like scooters. They like some of them. They don't put like a treat in them, but like you mm. can get a 
pup cup from Scooters. You can go to Culver's and get a little um, pup cup there that's like a just their custard. Oh. That's weird. I'm trying to remember where I went, but I went through the drive-thru with Coco in the car, and somebody had a bag of dog treats. that It was like a chocolate chip cookie, uh, one of those bacon um, dog treats, like the bacon things mm-hmm. for dogs, and then there was something else. They're like, oh, do you want this for your dog? And I was like, sure. <laughs> Don't say no to that. <laughs> yeah. And it was at like a place you would not expect it. Like, I think it was a fast food restaurant. Yeah. Like, who I've... keeps that there for a dog? I've gone to but. Scooters and gotten a treat for Jax. I've gone to, um, oh gosh, I just had it in my head and I lost it. Oh, Jimmy John's. They gave Jax a piece of bacon. Uh, Actually, I think that's in. where it was. I think it was at Jimmy John's. That would make sense. Yeah. Anyway, I think Coco, he's old. He's going to be like eight mm-hmm. or nine. He's either going to be eight or nine. I don't know. He's like part wiener dog, right? Yeah. He's adorable. Yeah, he is. He's so full of character. It's hilarious. Yes. Like a sad, or not a sad, a tired, grumpy old man. Yeah, but no, like when we're at home, he's so up in your face. Like he'll jump up (laughs) in your lap and you're like, I'm trying to work on, there's one particular day I remember. I was working on making the PowerPoint for the song for church. Mm -hmm. So I'm like sitting on the couch putting it together and he jumps up. And he crawls up underneath my arm and literally lays down on my laptop. And I'm like, dude, I got stuff to do. Sorry. He's funny. He's great. Glad Jax isn't that level. <laughs> I think he's a little too big for that. Yeah, he'd still try. Yeah. So. Yeah. So should we should, get into it? Yeah, we should talk about marketing because that's why people are here. So today's topic, as we were talking about, is creating a brand. Um, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Uh, I, if I had the sound effects memorized, which one was which, I would make a sound effect noise. I only know two of them. I know which one the our favorite button is, and I know the intro button. I want to just click one and see what happens. But anyways. We're going to talk about creating a brand, because yeah, that's why you're here. Um, we are talking today about the importance of creating a brand, understanding why branding is important, what does branding do for your company, how to determine what to do or not do with your branding. And uh, yeah, so um, the first thing, we just made a a list here. The first thing we were talking about was um, like when you're creating a brand, it is so important for you need to decide what you are. Yeah. Because if your brand doesn't match what you are, then what's the point of having a brand? Yeah, if you, (laughs) you got to advertise towards what you are. Um, Like I saw something that it was, um, the difference between if you're producing um, cost efficient, like save your money, I'm going to be honest, like your Walmart type products compared to your high end expensive, like you're going to tailor your um, your brand differently. Yeah. It could if, be the same product, but if you're doing more of a low cost one, save people money compared to like super expensive, spend as much money as you can on it, like... Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to tailor it differently. So it's important to know who you are as a company. Yeah. And are you you that rich one or are you trying to save people money? (laughs) Yeah. We're going to get into this, but you're saying tailoring it. Like when I think about rich and elegant, I think of white and I think of light fonts, Mm -hmm. like not big, thick, bulky. I think of like that scripty or Mm -hmm. the really light, like Times New Roman style. clean yeah is what i think but if i think of lower end it's like okay 
bright colors, heavier fonts. Maybe that's not even a thing, but that's how my, like, that's, for me, when I recognize something, that's what I think of. Yeah, like, definitely. So, I mean, we'll, we'll get more into that, but, you but, know, just making sure you understand where, what your goal is, is the step number one. If yeah. you don't know what your goal is, you're never going to have a consistent brand. Mm-hmm. And I think pretty much what goes along in it is making sure that you know what your target audience is and who your competitors are, who you, who are you competing against? Um. How to, how to make yourself stand out from here who you're competing with. Yeah. Uh, and that's why it's important to do research on that. Like, <laughs> you might be surprised about who your audience is sometimes. I mean, sometimes it's pretty obvious. But um, for the most part, you could get surprised by who your audience is. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, um, you know, you could think, I'm, I, okay, first thing that came to mind was I'm a cable TV company. I'm going to target adults. Well, I mean, you could target the older people or you could target the younger people. And you might you might say, oh, it's probably a younger person, younger person thing. But, well, I think older people are more into the cable TV than the younger people are mm-hmm. because yeah. they're like old school. You yeah. know, nowadays it's like Hulu, YouTube TV, whatever. So if I'm a, we have a company that we work for, like do work for kind of like that. Whereas for them, they would target the older niche. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For lack of better terms. I mean, we have a children's dental center. Um, and obviously, they want to get little kids in. But you also have to think about who's going to be bringing them in. <laughs> right. Uh, the parents, obviously. Um, so you, wanna, so with you need that, to tailor it towards both. Like, you make right. it kid-friendly, but you also need to make sure that the parents feel safe bringing their kids there. Right, you don't want to go so kiddish that it looks like, mm. because, because like okay, the difference between a dental children's dental clinic, and say, a SpongeBob toy at Walmart, like, the pe- the kids are gonna be the one to grab it off the shelf at Walmart. They're not gonna be the one researching a dental clinic. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> if you kids are doing that, kudos exactly. to you. I know. <laughs> Honestly, you trained but, them right. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Yeah. No, seriously, do research about it. Um, You'd be surprised uh, who your target audience is. And I feel like there is some place that you can actually look up who your competitors are. Yeah, there is. Cheryl knows about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe we'll leave that. You know what I'll do is I'll ask her about this after, and I will put a link to it in the comments. Yes. Or the the bio, whatever you want to call it. And you can find your top competitors. You can also, we actually, um, here at Spin Market, this is kind of, I guess I'll just put in a little plug. (laughs) Yeah. Um, We actually have something where we can tell you, um, based off of who goes to your website, we can actually tell you, hey, do they shop at Walmart more than they do Target? Like, uh, we can tell you weird things about them that... Maybe we don't need necessarily, but maybe we do. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, just based off of them being on your site, we can look at who they are um, based off what they search besides you. So yeah. it's, we have a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, pluses to joining us. We have a lot yes. of benefits, a lot of uh, things that I didn't even fully know that we had until. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's we have so many things here to offer to help you. Um, so yeah, that's that's our spin market plug. So not only do you want to make sure that your company, um, 
that you know your target audience and that you know what your company stands for, um, like what you want it to represent. But you want to make sure that like things like your slogan and your company, I mean your company name, first of all, but your slogan on top of that, like they fit your mold, fit the brand you're creating. Like yeah. if I'm a children's, uh, okay, let's say Apple, like Apple compared to a children's bounce house because that's the first thing that popped in my head. Apple's slogan should not be, we are Apple, uh, where the kids can have so much fun. Like, that doesn't fit. No. But now if you said, like, um, uh, Fort Dodge bounce houses, the place where kids can have fun. Okay, that kind of makes sense. Now, it's not the, that's the kind of a cheesy slogan. Yeah. But, like, you get the point. So that's a big thing. Um, you know, I've seen I've seen it both ways. Really good slogans, not so good slogans. Yeah, a lot of when you're coming up with your slogan, it could a big thing for me is that it should describe your business's intentions. Um yeah. and kind of lean towards what is your business? Like what does it say about your business? Um like I mean go back to your little example with a place where children have fun. Like you want it a place for your children for people's children yeah to come and have fun like yeah. you wouldn't want to say a place where people suck <laughs> like have yeah. to like, like hate yeah. it <laughs> like, right yeah so the other thing is not only do you want it to apply to your what you're doing it should be catchy like okay the place where kids have fun is not catchy yeah i like i think about um the different slogans because i did some little bit of research so i had a little bit of like other knowledge um and examples so like i think of uh there's burger king where it's have it your way there's nike just do it yeah that's a pretty catchy slogan like yeah mcdonald's i'm loving it yeah see those like, are catchy and they they like, catch you and you know it and yeah. you just there's yeah. it doesn't have to be big it doesn't really sometimes i mean i guess i should say sometimes it doesn't have to fully be anything compared to your business like um, the have it your way. I mean, obviously if you want the burger a certain way, like you can, <laughs> yeah, you can get it. <laughs> yeah. Here's a really good one. I just Googled this cause I was curious what it was. So we're going to get into a little bit about them with their colors and fonts and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. Apple, Apple's slogan is think different. That would make sense. That is so catchy. But at the same time, like Apple has been known to push the boundaries on everything. Bigger camera, bigger storage, better camera. Um, not bigger camera, but I mean, now they have three <laughs> cameras. So it's like they're pushing the boundaries on how good they can make their cameras. They're pushing their boundaries on storage. They were basically the first person to ever create a touchscreen phone that was very functional. Like they're pushing the boundaries in every way. They're thinking different than the average person. Um, you know, so it doesn't have to be long, but it's something that should stand for what you are and um, be catchy. Yeah. So... Then, okay, so now we're going to go through the steps here. So you know what your company's for. You know who your target audience is. You've created, you've gotten a, uh, a um, you've got your company name picked out. Like if you're starting out, obviously you're going to have your company name already. But pick out your company name if you haven't already. Make your slogan. Then you start to look at designing your logo. That's the next thing in creating a brand. Um, when you're creating your logo, the two most important things I would say that have to do with the logo. And probably anybody would agree with me. 
what colors and what fonts. Yeah. If your colors and fonts don't mix, it's just, it doesn't look good. No. It's, trust me, it's not good. <laughs> ah, this is another reason why you should trust a graphic designer. Sometimes I think um, clients can get a little too picky because they think that they know what looks good. Um, mm-hmm. But... Design-wise, just because you think it looks good doesn't mean that it actually looks good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that kind of we have to, as a graphic designer, we have to find the little fine line between accepting that this is what they want, this makes them happy, compared to we need to tell you that this isn't going to look good. Um, and finding that fine line, especially for us um, as graphic designers, but, um. Yeah, definitely fonts are huge. I spend so much time looking at fonts. It's so bad. It's an addiction. I'm my mom called me a font snob <laughs> the <laughs> other day. I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. I just I could sit through I don't know, like Adobe fonts or wherever and just scroll through so many fonts just to find the one that I like. And sometimes I download them and I'm like, yeah, I don't like you anymore. Never mind. Yeah, you the don't preview fit the way not, I thought you did. Yeah. The preview just doesn't do it justice. Yeah. I, I've been creating for my wedding, the little pamphlet handout things mm-hmm. and like doing it. And I'm like, download a font, put it on there. And I'm like, it just doesn't work. Yeah. It's sometimes that's why you should have a graphic designer. Cause they can be able to say that doesn't work. Yeah, and especially if you're doing two different fonts, like let's say your logo is your main uh, who you, business name. There we go. Sorry. <laughs> um, and then below it, you actually have your logo or your slogan. Oh, my gosh. Slogan. <laughs> yeah, because then once you have the two, well, there's certain fonts you do not put together. Yeah, and finding that balance of what's the right font combination, that's actually very important. Um, yeah. but what goes along with that is your colors. Um, your colors are super important, important and oh, wow, I'm having a hard time speaking, so I'm sorry. Um, but there are certain font like colors that are generally associated with certain things like green is more earthy. If you're producing like eco-friendly products, whatever, green is generally a good color for that. It's generally known for that. It's a very yeah. earthy color. Brown's Mir- normally Miracle too. Girl. Yeah. Miracle grow green grows plants. Yeah. Then you got like, okay, another one. We are all Mac users here pretty much except for Cheryl. Yeah. But white, white is very techy. It's very clean. Mm-hmm. I think of it as upper end. Like when I think of the color white, I think of expensive. Yeah. And especially if you're selling a brand that's, it's considered expensive stuff. Like Apple, like their computers, they're expensive. You're not paying five bucks for a computer. Yeah. That would be great, but no. <laughs> yeah. But it's got to be, you're going to give that personality of it being clean and you are going to show that it's expensive. And you yeah. got to, you really do got to tailor it to who your business is. Um, if you're just going to sell some cheap, really cheap product. You're not going to be tailored as that expensive brand. You can right. try to show it off as an expensive brand um, to try to like compete with like, hey, yeah, we know that you really like this Apple brand new 
$5,000 computer, but we can give you one that's, it does the exact same thing for 2000. Like it really, again, it goes back to who's your target audience. What are you trying to do as a business? Yeah. Who are you competing with? Who are you trying to stand out from? Um, you know, another one, we're talking about the children's dental clinic. One of our clients, colorful children. Like when I think of something childish, it's going to be bright, cheery, mm-hmm. exciting, not yeah. like, okay. I saw a Hot Wheels car in a package and it was all white, the package. I think I think my perception would be a lot different than like, okay, they use like blues and oranges and they have flames. Yeah. Like, okay, if an Apple box had blue, orange and flames, like that'd be a little weird. It, it just doesn't fit the brand. I kind of like to see that. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, it, it just doesn't fit the brand, you know, whereas blue, orange and flames fits a Hot Wheel car. Great. Yeah. Like speed. When I think of flames, I think of speed. Yeah. You can't. There's just so many. (laughs) So different ways. And there's sometimes where there's so many different ways that you can perceive, show your brand. Um, But you just got to find what's right for your business. Yeah. Do your research about it. Mm -hmm. So not only should you know your fonts, not only should uh, like, should you pick a good font, pick good colors. You know, this this applies more if you have like radio commercials or something like that or like TV commercials even or like this. Netflix has a sound. Yeah. When it when Netflix turns the on, there's that big. Oh, I hate that. And, you know, I everybody knows it. Netflix. I honestly hate that sound. I'll be honest. It just drives me nuts. It scared the crap out of me so many times when I don't expect it. Yeah. Because sometimes it just doesn't play. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, good. <laughs> but I know that sound. If I'm in another room and I hear that sound, I'm like, oh, what are we watching? <laughs> but that's their, they've started a brand just by based off that sound. Um, and I, I mean, that goes for the same thing with McDonald's with their ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. You know, when you hear that ring, everybody knows it's a McDonald's commercial. Yeah. You know, and McDonald's, they're kind of changing it, but they, they, they in general have done a really good job keeping the consistent branding. Like that M, it's been the same M for a long, long time. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that kind of relates to one of our last points um, is like making sure your brain is recognizable, you know, like um, and when everybody sees it, they know it's McDonald's. Yeah. Like um, when you, okay, when you see the Apple logo, you know it's Apple. Yeah, I actually did research about this because I wasn't sure. The Coca-Cola logo, so widely known. It is over 130 years old. Talk about standing the test of time. Yeah. I mean, they've made some minor adjustments, but it has still, it's pretty much the same logo for 130 years. Yeah, that's crazy. And it's done, it's probably, I'm going to just say, it's probably the most recognizable with uh, how old it's been around, I mean, probably yeah. I, I mean, mean, I don't know if you could say there's the the most recognizable brand in the world, but they're it's, definitely it's really on that top tier. Yeah, um, like I think about uh, there's like those T-shirts where they take the same font but they change like the wording so it's something completely different. The Coca-Cola font. Yeah, yeah, and but they still have that line the way the C like goes underneath the f- whole Coca-Cola, and. No matter what, if I see it could be in a different different wording with the Coca Cola, and I'll Coca-Cola. still know that it's Coca Cola. Yeah, and that says something about their brand. That no matter you could change the name of it or like change the wording, 
and it's still like you recognize it. So they've done a fantastic job with making a recognizable logo and a brand for themselves. Yeah. And, you know, part of that, what they've done is they've kept their brand, their brand through 130 years. It's all been consistent. It's Mm -hmm. all been cohesive. Like it's all worked together for 130 years. McDonald's is a great example of this. Apple right now is a great example of this. It's it's all the same. Everything is the same. Apple, white box, picture of the product. And it's consistent in ways the way the colors are in like even advertising forum or the websites, for instance. Um, their brand is very consistent throughout that too. Like I think about when you go on Apple's website. Yeah. It's it's clean, it's very techy and Honestly, it's such a cool website to look through. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. It's different than any other website. Um, and I think that sets, sets them apart. So your brand isn't just your logo and it's not just your slogan. It's also the way you advertise, the mm-hmm. way your website looks. That says a lot. If a website looks like crap and it's so outdated, I won't. I maybe will spend five seconds on there and I'll just, I'll get off of it because yeah, it's... It shows me you don't care about your business personally. Yeah. We They talk about, like for us, we've been talking today a lot about logos and stuff like creating a brand. We were specifically relating it to the logo, but there's so much more to a brand than a logo. Yeah. So much more. And it's all got to be consistent and it all has to be cohesive. You know, like if you, we're giving you the building blocks, but you have to decide like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I got to go all in. You can't say I'm going to do uh, great logo, but I'm not going to do anything else. If you do that, no. Yeah, I I mean, I when, especially if your website is something where people can buy something off of, if you put in the time, take care of the website, um, you're more likely to get more people to, to buy from it. But if your website is so difficult to get around, it is so difficult to um, look at, I'll be honest. Yeah. There's some websites that I've seen that y- y'all are difficult. It's so difficult to even look <laughs> at. Yeah. And if it's so outdated and when I look at it and I instantly think, wow, this is such an outdated, I probably won't buy from you because who knows what your product is like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's ultimately your brand. If your website is not showing who you're like, what you're like as a company, if it's outdated, people are going to not want to buy your product. They're not yeah. going to be invested as fully as what somebody else is. Like, yeah. that's what I think about mainly is every little thing that you, that people can see advertising websites, your logo, anything related to that. It adds up. It shows you who your business is and yep. Definitely take care of it and put in the time, put in the effort, honestly, put in the money. <laughs> yeah. And you want, you want to take it to the next level. Like it's, if it's not, if you don't want to put in the time and effort, then it just won't go, yeah. you know? And that's one thing I think a lot of people are like, I want it, but I don't want to put in the effort. And I was like, well, you're not going to get it. And another you know, thing you, is that, you need to put in the time and effort to create your brand. Yeah. And if you don't have the time to do it yourself, that's why we're here. <laughs> like, yeah. They're, I mean, going to put another plug for us, but we specifically are doing it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's what we're focused on is helping you grow because when you grow, we grow. And um, seeing you successful makes us successful. And seriously, we we benefit from you benefiting. 
So definitely, if you don't have the time to do it yourself, get help. Yeah. It's going to pay off in the long run. Yeah. I completely agree with everything you just said. So uh, let's just run over it one more time. So when you're creating a brand, first thing you want to do, make sure you know what your company's for. Who's your target audience? Who's your competitors? How are you trying to stand out? What's your company name? What's your slogan? Is your slogan catchy? Um, creating when you then you create your logo. You know, does your does it have good colors? Does it have good fonts? Is it well organized? Do the, does it work well together? Like, does everything work together well? Um, and then applying it to other areas of your branding. Like, make sure that everything is cohesive. It's consistent. It's united. It stands out. Stands apart. And that you create something special for you. And then if you can't do it, we will do it for you. Yep. You know, so I, I really hope that this episode has been a help to you and uh, that you can take something and have learned something and apply it to your business and take the next step to work on your brand, get better and be able to succeed as a business. And we're here to help. So, yeah. And if you have any questions, please feel free to message us, um, contact us in any way on our website at spinmarket.com. Yep. Um, our email is spinitpodcast at spinmarket.com. Yeah. Yep. Got it for a second. But <laughs> yep. um, yeah, and just contact us. Ask us any questions. We're willing to work with you, help you in any way we can. And uh, also email us your questions because I think pretty soon we'd like to do a question and answer um, one. So email us your questions and we will try to answer them in a future episode soon. Maybe we'll have a question and answer time at the end of one of them. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, hope to he- hear from you guys. And uh, thanks for listening. We will uh, see you in two weeks, um, Wednesday at noon. Thanks for joining, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Spin It Podcast. Make sure you check out our brand new website at www.spinmarket.com. That's www. Dot S-P-I-N-M-A-R-K-K-E-T dot com. And follow us on social media at Spin Market to keep up to date with all that's happening. If you'd like to sponsor an episode of the Spin It podcast, fill out the form on our website, www.spinmarket.com. And make sure you like, share, and subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channels so you never miss an episode. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Spin It.